right now. So I'm waiting for YouTube to go live right now. So we're live on YouTube. We're live on Instagram. We're live everywhere. All right. So guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Uplift Past Crossroads. Also, I have a podcast called Uplift Past Crossroads as well. So my recording of this video will be on there as well. All right. Where else am I streaming? Here go all the social media platforms I'm streaming live from right now. So I'm streaming live on my Instagram pages, my underscore daily underscore Bible. What's up, party people? And I'm also streaming live on my other Instagram page, my main one, Trouble Don't Last. So if you ain't following me on those social media pages, my Instagram pages, they're the best ever. So please check them out. And if you like my content, just go ahead and tell me and make sure to share my content to everybody you know, man, for real, because I got the best content ever. I feel like I have the best social media pages ever. But anyways, uh, also, I'm streaming live on my Facebook Facebook page, my LinkedIn page, Sean Christopher Jenkins. That's my name as well. And then I'm streaming live on my Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last as well. And also I have a Snapchat, Trouble Don't Last. And then my Tumblr, Trouble Don't Last number one. But anyways, what's up, everybody? I have a video that's going to blow your minds today. All right. So. Uh, I have been going through a lot lately, and I know you have too as well. Most people are in the situation that I'm about to talk about right now in this video, so get ready for it, all right? So, all right, so a lot of times in life, um, we find ourselves in places we don't want to be. We find ourselves in situations that we want to get out of. We find ourselves in jobs that we hate. We find ourselves in career paths that we wish we never cho would have chose. And then we find ourselves in jobs and occupations that we know we really don't want to do, but it's a means to an end in order to get us to that end goal that we're, we're trying to go to. You guys get what I'm saying? So this video is titled, There is a Reason for This Season. There is a reason for this season. This, this is the video. This is where I'm going at in this video, all right? And I'm going to use uh, Nehemiah as an example right so if you haven't been tuning into my youtube channel upload past crossroads or if you haven't been listening to my videos on my podcast upload past crossroads you've been missing out i've been doing bible studies and sermons and just studies on the book of nehemiah and sunday school lessons as well but anyways it's been mind-blowing it's been amazing it's been incredible man nehemiah has blessed me so much that book and i've only been in three chapters right kind of poor, but like anyways, I'm still in the beginning phases, but I've learned so much. In this video, I'm about to take you on a journey, take you on a trip, man. So there's a reason for this season. All right. And so before I even get to the video, let's go ahead and read the scripture verses, right? So obviously I'm coming from Nehemiah chapter one, right? So I'm going to read those verses and I'm going to break it down, right? You guys ready for this? It's about to be crazy. So do you hate your job right now? Do you hate where you're at right now in, in your life? And do you just yearn for and desire to be somewhere else? Do you want, are you chasing after something else and you're not happy right now or satisfied right now with where you are because you want to get there? That's what I'm talking about today, guys. So you ready? So I'm about to read Nehemiah chapter one, verse one through 11. It's just 11 verses in Nehemiah chapter one. So let's get to it, man. So Nehemiah chapter one, I'm going to share my screen on my uh, social media pages that I can share my screen on. I can't share it on my Instagram page. so. All right, let me share my screen. And for some reason, it's not letting me present, but that's okay. All right, here we go. I'm presenting now. All right, so Nehemiah chapter one, verse one. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hecali, and it came to pass in the month of Cheslu in the uh, 20th year as I was in Sushan, the palace, that Han and I, one of my brethren, came, and he and a certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. 
And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before that of heaven. And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thy eyes open that thou mayst hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel thou servest and confess the sins of of, of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou hast commanded thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commanded thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost parts of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen and set my name there. Mm, mm, mm. Now these are thou servants and thou people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. <laughs> these are bars. Oh Lord, beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. And I pray thee that thy servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. All right. So today for today's video, I told you the title of the video is there's a reason for this season, right? There's a reason for this season of your life that you find yourself in. There's a reason for why you have the job and the occupation and the career and the marriage, wherever you find yourself in. There's a reason why you're single. There's a reason for this season. God is at work, right? And I want to talk about that today, all right? But I'm going to focus on Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1, and Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, right? So those are my two main verses. I'm going to read it again. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. It says, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hecali, and it came to pass in the month of Cheslu in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, right? And so let me talk about Nehemiah's situation right now. See, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king, right? And that's the, verse 11. <laughs> verse 11, Nehemiah put emphasis on that. He said, I, O Lord, I beseech thee, let, not, let now thy ear be attended to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thou servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was a king's cupbearer. So the emphasis in verse 1 is that Nehemiah was in Shushan, the palace, right? And then in verse 11, he was the king's cupbearer, right? And then we see in verse 3, right? That he asked he, in verse two, Nehemiah asked his brethren. So we theologians don't know if this is actual brother or is this when he says brethren, he's just talking about you know you know my brother, my brother in Christ, you know my brother in Israel. He's my brother and he's my same race and all that stuff. We don't we don't know if this is his actual brother. That's what I'm trying to say. But Hannah and I, one of my brethren came and he and a certain man of Judah and I asked them. Nehemiah asked them, you know what's going on in Jerusalem, right? What's, what is the people like over there? And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. See, there was a remnant that went back to Jerusalem in Nehemiah's time period. It was in 444 BC, around this time when Nehemiah was around, uh, alive. So 150 years before Nehemiah's time, right, 
the Israelites found themselves in captivity, right? Because they lost to the Babylonians. The Babylonians became the major power in all the world. They took over, right? And not only that, 90 years before Nehemiah, right? 90 years before Nehemiah, get this. They went, the remnant of Israel went back. There was a remnant that went back to the city and they started living there, right? And not only did they start living in Jerusalem, but they rebuilt the temple 70 years before Nehemiah, right? So 70 years before Nehemiah, they rebuilt the temple, but they never rebuilt the gates and the walls. Ezra tried to do it. And Ezra, and you see in the book of Ezra, it was 15 years, 10 years before Nehemiah. So before 444 BC, that Ezra, Rebuilt, rebuilt the temple and he tried to rebuild the walls and everything like that. But the king of Xerxes, the same king that Nehemiah has to go to, to make a request about rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, rebuilding the gates. The same king told Ezra, I will not let you rebuild it, you know, because he heard lies about, um, he heard lies telling him from all the people in that nation, all the pagan uh, people and all the people that weren't Israelites, they all schemed and told the king that the Israelites just wanted to rebuild the walls so that they become a, a great nation again and take out the Babylonians, take out the Persians actually. The Persians took out the Babylonians and now the Persians were the leaders, world power at that time period. And that's where uh, Nehemiah finds himself in, right? So basically all I'm trying to say is Nehemiah finds himself in a situation that he, he really didn't want to be in, right? You guys, you guys got to understand this. Nehemiah was an Israelite, right? He wanted to be with his people, and I want to, I want you to, I want to really paint that picture, right? Let's bring this to our time period and everything like that. So we have festivals and holidays that we celebrate. So Halloween, Christmas, Easter, right? Holidays like that. But let's be honest, they focus on the Easter Bunny. They don't focus on Christ like that. You know what I mean? They focus on Santa Claus. They don't focus on Christ, right? So they say it's Christian holidays, but it's not, right? Imagine being an Israelite, like being a Jew and you're in God's city, right? And you're with God's people. Like you're all you're going to be celebrating is festivals about the Passover, right? How the how the how the angel passed over all the homes that didn't have the blood on it, didn't have the lamb's blood on it, right? And the blood made a cross, by the way, on the door. So it was, it was prophesying about Jesus's uh, reappearing and Jesus's coming and stuff like that and his sacrifice for us and how the judgment's going to pass over us. But anyways, if you didn't have the blood on the door uh, in Egypt during, the, you know, when the Israelites were in captivity to the Egyptians for 400 years, you know, around Moses time period, you didn't have the blood on your, on your door, then the death angel will come to your house and kill your firstborn, right? You guys remember that. It was uh, certain plagues that the Egyptians went through because they refused to let uh, God's people go, right? So, like, just stories like that, right? I forgot where I was going at with that. But anyways, um, yeah, what was I talking about? I don't even remember. But well, yeah, the festivals, right? We know in Samuel's time period in the Bible, Samuel, you know, it's in his uh, stories in the Bible, it talks about how the people celebrated different festivals. So, like, it was different holidays and stuff like that. So imagine being in God's city with God's people. And all you do is celebrate God's holidays, like remembering all the times that God did something. Like in the Bible, in the Bible, you'll see stories that every time God did something, they said, and we made it a memorial. We made it a parade. We made it a, a festival, right? Like they, they were celebrating these things. So instead of celebrating these holidays that America celebrate, imagine celebrating holidays that, you know, glorify God and talk about God and point you to God, right? Talk about how great he is. Ne you think Nehemiah got that in Persia? Heck to the no. He did not get that in Persia. He did not get to do that. So so Nehemiah found himself in Shusha, 
the palace, right? That's what verse one says. Nehemiah was in Shushan, the palace. I'm sharing my screen again. Let me uh, go to verse one. So he found himself in Shushan, the palace, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign. So King Artaxerxes was the king in Persia at this time period. His dad was Xerxes, and he was actually had a wife named Esther, right? Which is the story of Esther in the Bible, right? So that's how we know Sushi in the palace because the story of Esther. I'm not going to talk about any of that because I talked about that in other videos I did on Bible studies and stuff like that in Nehemiah. So let's keep on going. But in the month of Cheslu, right? So that's just like talking about in the month of, uh, it's in the winter time because the Sushi in the palace is the winter capital of King Xerxes and the Persian kings and stuff like that. They had multiple capitals because they took out multiple nations, all right? And so they had a summer capital and they had a winter capital because better be in that other place for the winter time than the other one. You guys get what I'm saying, like, stuff like that, right? So Nehemiah's in Shushan, the palace, and then we see in verse 11 that he was the king's cupbearer, right? Do you think Nehemiah wanted to be the king's cupbearer, right? Do you think Nehemiah wanted to be in Persia? And let me paint the picture again. Nehemiah was 800 miles away from Jerusalem. 800 miles. 800 miles to 1,000 miles. So, like, he's never been to Jerusalem at all, right? He doesn't know what the festivals are like. He doesn't know what the people are like, really, even though it said in Nehemiah chapter 1 that the Israelites were scattered among all the nations, right? Because that's what happens when you disobey God. We know in the Bible, <laughs> that's why I like the Old Testament so much. In the Old Testament, it's basically talking about how uh, there's many kings, first of all, in the Old Testament, right? There's many kings, especially Israelite kings, because there was a northern and southern kingdom and all that stuff. And But because of their disobedience in the northern and southern kingdom, the in, and the king's awful rule in the northern and southern kingdom, they came, they became captives to other nations. So eventually they became all scattered everywhere because if they didn't want to worship God, then okay, God's gonna give you what you want. You can have the other guys, but they weren't doing and living like they really wanted to live because they some of them desired to be with God and do what God and, and live in a way that God wanted them to live and, and just experience God and stuff like that. But other people didn't, right? So you guys get what I'm saying? Nehemiah is obviously one of these people who desire to be with God and be with God's people and to serve the Lord and do God's work. But we see Nehemiah here is, is Nehemiah's situation is not a situation he really wanted to be in. He was in Sushan, in Susa, the city of Susa. And, he, and, and so he's in Persian territory and he's the king's cupbearer. And we know that a cupbearer it, you could die from being a cupbearer, right? Like every job has pro and cons to it. But the pro of it, of this job is, you know, Nehemiah has the king's ear. He's always with the king for the most part because there's multiple cupbearers. He isn't the only one, but I'm pretty sure there's not that many of them. But so basically a cupbearer sets the king's schedule and everything like that. And also the cupbearer, uh, you know, he, or he organized schedules for the king to eat and stuff like that. But he always is patrolling the food and make sure nothing's happening with the food and drinks. And then he got to drink it for himself before the king drinks it or eats the food. So the king so the king doesn't die because, you know, the easiest way to end a kingdom is to get rid of a king by poisoning him and stuff like that. So, yeah, this was Nehemiah's job, the king's cupbearer, right? You think he wanted to be a cupbearer? This is a dream job for him. Does that sound like a dream job? Right. And so <laughs> he's in Persia. He's serving the Persian king. You guys get what I'm saying? So the application is 
All right. I want you to meditate on how God is using the current season that you are in to bring him glory and edify him. Because this is Nehemiah's situation. He's finding himself in a season that he really doesn't want to be in. Right. He's a king's cupbearer. He's in purge of all he wants to be is in Jerusalem with God's people, doing God's work, serving the Lord, loving the Lord, celebrating the Lord. But does he, you think he got to do that in, in Persia? Look, come on. You know what I mean? Kings, I mean, you know how many gods the Persian people had? And not only that, they thought of the Persian king as a god. Do you think Nehemiah thought the same thing? No, Nehemiah <laughs> only knew, he believed that there was only one true God. There's only one true king of king and lords of lords. And it ain't King Artaxerxes, the king that he's looking at and the king that he's serving. It's Jesus Christ. It's the Lord God Almighty. It's Elohim. It's Jehovah Jireh. You know, Jehovah Nisi. All those names that God got, right? So it's only one true uh, God, right? But Nehemiah was in a culture with a people that he really didn't want to be in, right? Can you say the same thing about yourself? Are you working a job that you really hate, that you can't stand to be a part of and stuff like that? So I wanted you to, instead of looking at your situation negatively, like if you're single, right? You don't want to be single. I understand. I was single for 26 years, basically. So I feel the pain, man. So like you're single, right? You're ready to mingle, but you don't have anybody to mingle with and stuff like that. Like you want to get married, you desire to have kids, but you don't have any. I'm going to tell you about my situation in a minute. All right. But anyways, you got to ask, you got to meditate on why and how God is using your current season that you are in to bring him glory and to edify him. This is what Nehemiah had to do. You got to ask yourself, why are you in the season that you're in and how could God get the glory from the season that you are currently in or that you find that you're currently finding yourself in, right? So this is what we got to ask ourselves, right? So many times we feel that we are not in the place that we really want to be or that we're that we're called to be in, right? And so some of you guys are probably saying, you know, I'm not where I want to be, right? I'm not where I desire to be. I hate where I'm at currently, you know, thereby I'm just going to waste everything that I'm doing right now because I don't see the purpose of it. Some people are living like that and and we can't afford to do that, guys. So, um, yeah, so and then, and when you live like that, you're going to miss out on opportunities that are right in front of you, that God's trying to teach you. You're going to miss out on the lessons that God's trying to teach you right now. You're going to miss out on the preparation as to why God has you in your season that you're in right now, right? You think Nehemiah did that? No, he did not. No, he's not the type of person. If you study the book of Nehemiah, you saw that when the king asked him, what can I do for you, right? Nehemiah had a burden on his heart. He had a desire in his heart. And his desire was from what we just read in Nehemiah chapter one was to go help God's people. They were living in disgrace. They were living in reproach. They were living in constant fear. And do you think as a child of God, God wants you to live like that in constant fear? They were ashamed. Why in the Bible does it say God wants you to be ashamed of him, right? Like Nehemiah had a burden in his heart. This was his purpose. Your burden is your calling, right? And so he knew what he was called to do as God's child. And this is, and he did everything it took to get there, right? But he wasn't going to waste the season that he was currently in as the king's cupbearer in person. You guys get it? Come on, man. I'm preaching, man. So like, (laughs) we feel as if our work is getting in the way of the work that God has called us to actually do. And that's a lie from the devil, right? So you know, some of us, you know, I want you to know, you got to tell yourself, I'm not where I want to be, but that doesn't mean 
I'm not where I need to be, right? You know, you got to tell yourself, I may not be where I want to be, but I am where God wants me to be right now. Now, everybody can, can't say that because if you're living in disobedience, you can't say that. But if you're living in line with God's will and you're doing the last thing that God called you to do while you're waiting to do what God, what you really, really want to do for God and what God called you to do, right? You're going to find yourself in a great place, even though it's not the place that you ideally want to be in. And this is Nehemiah's situation. The king's cupbearer in Persia. The king's cupbearer in Persia. You guys get it? So, yeah. So I'm going to talk about my situation real quick. So anytime uh, for other people that want to be a pastor and, and, you're, and you're lost to figure out what you want to speak on, even if you're not a pastor and you're called and you have the gift of teaching and speaking, and you don't know what to speak on. The greatest way to get a message to talk about is to just talk from the heart and talk about what you really want to talk about and what's affecting you, right? Just say stuff, just preach to yourself, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. And you'll never be stirred wrong. So I'm preaching myself right now. So guys, so there's, there's some things I want to happen in my life right now, right? Like I'm designed to, uh, <laughs> to preach full time. Like I want to be a pastor. I want to teach the Bible 24-7. And I want to see what that is like so I can hone my craft and be the best pastor I can possibly be, be the best pastor ever. Like I'm trying to hone my craft and speak so much that I can really study the Bible, dissect the Bible. And I'm pushed and challenged and just I'm thrust into just studying the word more than ever before because I already do it a lot. But I want to do it more. So much more to learn. And I want to share everything I learned because there's so much to share and share and not everybody's sharing it. Right. And I want to share it. Right. So so like this is my burden. Like me and I had a burden in his heart to help out God's people. And this is how I want to help out God's people. Right. This is what God called me to do. I can speak. I can talk. But I don't get to all the time. Why? Because I have a corporate job. I'm working a nine to five. I got pay. I got bills to pay. I got debt to pay. I got the stuff I want to do. Like, for example, I want to get married to my uh, fiance right now. I got married. Uh, I got got engaged to her. So I'm trying, we're trying to get married. You know, a wedding costs freaking money. I just want to go to the courthouse, but she deserved better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like it costs money for a wedding. It costs money for a honeymoon. Like, you know, I'm trying to go to seminary. Like I, in order to be the best pastor ever, I'm trying to educate myself. Right. I don't have to like, but if I want to be the best, that's what you got to do. Right. You got to learn more, grow, you know, learn what you don't know. So you can be better. Like you guys, you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to go to seminary, get my doctorate and my master's. So y'all can really call me Dr. J for real. Uh, but anyways, like I need to get a new car, right? Cause I don't have a car right now. Y'all knew my car situation on YouTube. You don't watch my other videos, you figure out, but like, yeah, there's no driving out right now. I need a house, right? I can't just, me and my, uh, me and my fiance can't just live at our parents' houses forever. So like, yeah, man. So there's things that I want to happen right now. Obviously, I want kids. I want six of them. So I got to hurry up and start because, you know, she's 28, my fiance, and I'm I'm about to be 30. So, like, we got work to do. By the way, my birthday is on December 28, uh, 1992. So my birthday is coming up. So you want to cash out me money, let me know. I always put my cash out, my Venmo and all that stuff for my, for my ministries on my uh, description, on my, pay, my social media posts and stuff like that. So it'll definitely be on this one my YouTube channel and stuff like that. All right, let's keep on going, man. So, uh, yeah, man. So that's my situation. So even though I'm not where I want to be, that doesn't mean that I'm not where I need to be. Right. And so I want you guys to know wherever you find yourself in, you know, God uses those small moments to transition us and take us to places that we would have never dreamed. Right. Like I can't tell stress to you enough that my situation right now, even though my job is a love and hate situation just because I get paid so much 
compared to most people. So like, you know, the job I have to do as a QA analyst, so basically a software developer in corporate America. So I find myself in a situation like Nehemiah, like, you know, I find myself in a situation where I don't really want to be, but that doesn't mean I'm not where I need to be. It's helping me to finance my ministries, to finance going to seminary, to finance uh, getting married, having paying for those kids, Nick, those, those kids, uh, <laughs> paying for uh, just and funding stuff, getting a car. Like without a job, you can't eat. Without you, if you don't get money, how you gonna live? You can't live without money. Like I hate society. We got to live off money. But anyways, that's just the way the ball games work. So, you know, God uses those small moments to transition us and take us places that we would have never dreamed. Right. But you got to utilize where you find yourself. Right. So God uses those things that seem that don't seem like a big deal to really alter our lives. Right. So the things that we think are small and insignificant are really fingerprints of the Lord on our lives that we really do not recognize. Right. So God is preparing you in that position that you currently find yourself in, right? So you may despise it, hate it, loathe it, you're tired of it, uh, you detest it, you have a hard time getting up to go to work, right? You really don't love what you're doing right now. You know, you feel like it's not your calling or your purpose. There's so much more you want to do, but this ain't it. Like you're not happy and you're not satisfied. Thereby, it's not about, so I want you guys to, to know it's not about having more. Right. It's not about having a better life. It's not about being in a better place that you love, that you enjoy. It's not about uh, being where you want to be. Right. That's not what life's about. That's not what this season of life that you're going through right now that you don't like. It's not what it's about. It's not about living your best life. Right. Like that saying says, it's not about having a life you always dreamed and wanted right now in this season. If you don't find yourself in those situations. Right. Now, that's what I'm chasing, too. It's okay to chase it. but what about this season right now, right? You got to stop living as a Christian. It's not about, you know, it's not about having more success. It's not about bigger opportunities. It's not about having better, right? As a Christian, in this season of your life right now, what it's about is faithful with where God has placed you. What it's about is being faithful with the little things that God has given to you. What it's about is, you know, it's, it's about being true to the call that God has placed on your life right now because god has called you where you are right now unless you're living in disobedience that's the only exception if you're not living in disobedience and you be and you obeyed god with the last thing he called you to do and you're finding yourself in a situation you've always dreamed of being at but you knew it really wasn't the end goal right like that's my situation right now like i'm a software developer like qa analyst testing what developers do that's a nice little gig but that's not what I love. That's not what I'm passionate about. That's not what I desire. But now everybody finds themselves in that situation. Like in some kind of way we do. Most people do, right? So it's not about being stuck there and staying there. But let's keep on going, guys. You guys get what I'm saying. So are you being faithful with the little that God has placed before place uh before you right now? You know, you're praying, you're desiring, you're fighting for, and you're chasing for more, right? But you're not utilizing we're, you're not utilizing this season and these the resources and all the opportunities that are placed in front of you. You're not really utilizing what you already have, right? You're not taking advantage of where you currently are right now in this season, right? You're not being faithful to where God has placed you right now in this season of your life, right? And let me say it another way. You're not squeezing out everything God wants you to squeeze 
in this season of your life that you find yourself in right now, right? And if you don't do that, you're missing out on where <laughs> you're missing out on what God is doing right now in this season of your life. You think Nehemiah did that? He did not. <laughs> he did not. He found himself in, in Shushan the palace, right? It's the king's cupbearer, right? But he didn't let that stop him from serving God with where he was right then and right there, right? So basically my whole point of this whole video is serve the Lord with where you are right now. You know, you can serve God where you are right now. Like, you guys get what I'm saying? Nothing's stopping you from doing God's work right now this second, right? And nothing's stopping you from doing what you are called to do while you are doing the things you really do not want to do. So God is not waiting on you to get your life together. Like a lot of people think until I get there, you know, I'm not really serving the Lord. Like a lot of people think that, like they think like I want to go to missionary until I do missionary work and I'm in Ecuador or Zimbabwe or all these other places. You know, I'm not really serving the Lord. They think I have to be in a church and preaching. Like I have to be in a choir singing. Like I have to actually be serving the church in order, you know, you guys are going to say I have to be doing this in order to serve the Lord. But they miss out on you can serve the Lord anywhere you're at. You can do God's work anywhere you find yourself in. You can work at Target and still be serving the Lord. You can be a janitor at a at an elementary school and still be serving the Lord. You can be a PE teacher and still serving the Lord, right? You guys get what I'm saying? You can be doing any occupation that God has called you to do and equipped you to do and still be serving the Lord. You guys get what I'm saying? So whether you are a cupbearer like Nehemiah or a king or president of the United States or a janitor, you know, or working for corporate America like me, and you desire to preach like me, right? <laughs> Whatever in between you find yourself in, even if you're unemployed, serve the Lord with where you are right now, right? You want to know why? Because God wants to get the glory and the honor through your situation that you're going through. You can still thank him. You can still praise him. You can still serve him with where you are right now, right? God got you in your season for a reason. He's working right now, and you're missing out on what he's doing and what he wants to teach you by lying to yourself, and letting the devils of the lie come to your mind saying that this season's for nothing. This season's pointless. This ain't where I want to be. This ain't where I'm wishing to be, right? I just want to be serving God's people and serving God, right? In order to be happy, in order to experience God, I got to be serving God and doing God's work and just um, being with God's people. I can only be with God's people in order to feel God's presence. Like, that's a lie, guys, right? I mean, it's true, but you guys get what I'm saying. You can serve the Lord and experience God with where you are right now in this season that you find yourself in right now so ask yourself how is your season of life right now bringing glory and honor to god right how is this season of life that you find yourself in right now edifying others in you you guys get it so our thought process should be on the why not on the circumstances that we don't like that we that's miserable that we don't want to be in and guys i'm Again, I'm preaching to myself, right? I'm ministering to myself. I'm not in a situation that I want myself to be in, but I'm not going to let this situation stop me from doing God's work and, and serving the Lord right now and learning what he wants me to learn right now because he's equipped me. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So we should not be saying or thinking in the seasons of life that we don't want to be in. You know, we shouldn't be saying to ourselves, I don't get, I don't get to do what I really want to do. So I'm not going to try at what I'm doing right now or I don't care to do what I'm doing right now because it's not what I really want to do. Or this season of my life is pointless, so I'm just going to wait on God to change my circumstances. Does that sound like you? Is that what you've been saying to yourself? Come on, man. Stop. 
you know, I've been saying to yourself, I hate my life right now. I cannot wait until I get where I really want to be, or I can't wait to do where I really want to do because I don't like. I, I ain't gonna lie. I say this to myself sometimes. Like I've been catching myself, you know. And oh, what's up? Somebody says she's they're watching from Uganda. I Man, I got people watching from everywhere. What's up? How you doing? God bless you. All right. So, anyways, uh, we're so occupied with getting that position, getting that promotion, having that or this or that title, right? We're so we're so busy and occupied in our minds about having what we want right now instead of utilizing what God has given us right now right? We miss out on what God is doing right now by telling ourselves all these lies. So why does God, you know, why does God have you in this season you are in right now, right? It's because God desires to show up in your situation right now. Bars. So God can show up in the season of your life that whatever season of life that you find yourself in, that's the first thing. And then God is in any, he's in any season of your life that you find yourself in. Right. So God wants to manifest himself right now in your situation. Right. In this season of life that you find yourself in. So he wants to get the glory from this season of life that you're in right now. And he wants you to get the edification that you need, that you <laughs> that you need for later. Right. In this season of life that you're in right now. So we got to stop rushing the process. Right. We got to stop um, rushing through life. Everybody's rushing through life. Stop. Every season is significant in our lives. Every experience is significant in our lives, right? Everything matters that's going on in your life right now, even if you think it's not important. It's important to God because God got it happening to your butt. So that means he's out working, doing something through what you're going through right now. (laughs) You guys get what I'm saying? So yeah, don't rush the process, man. Be patient in the journey. And enjoys enjoy the days that you're in right now. I don't care how bad it is. Like that sucks to say. That, that really sucks to say. Cause I know some people's lives often, right? So do your best just to, to get joy from God in the situation that you're in right now, even though it's hard, it's miserable, and it's not what you want. Why? Because this season of life is preparing you for the next season of life that you're about to find yourself in, which will be the best days of your life. You guys get it? So don't be in such a hurry that you miss out on everything God wants to do for you right now, right? There's so many blessings waiting on you right now. Are you willing to get it, to receive it, to take it? You got to take it, right? (laughs) A lot of people just wait on a blessing, but you ain't paid attention to the blessings that are right in front of you, man. So come on, man. And I want to tell you this, like, there's so many examples in the Bible of this, man. Like, you have Joseph, you got David, and you got Jesus. Like, and there's other people, but I'm gonna talk about them real quick. So one one of my main points I want to tell you guys is this. In the darkest, uh, in the darkest moments of our lives, God's presence can be the sweetest, right? In the darkest moments of our lives, God's presence can be the sweetest. And I want you guys to think about Joseph, man. Come on, man. His siblings threw him into uh, slavery. He got out of slavery for a minute just to be thrown back in because Potiphar's wife lied on him. And it all started because he told his siblings that, you know, you guys are stars, right? You guys are stars and you're going to bow down to me one day. <laughs> and he's the youngest sibling. You, you understand this time period. Being the youngest sibling was like looked down upon. Like the youngest out of like eight, 12 kids. Like it was something like that. 
So it was 12 kids. It was Joseph. So it was 12 tribes of Israel. It was 12 kids, right? So to be the youngest out of 12 kids, guys, well, he was 11. And then Benjamin was 12. But anyways, that's beside the point. He was one of the youngest, right? And just for him to say that y'all are going to bow down to me, guys, that was, come on, man. That was really uh, disrespectful in a lot of ways, right? So he had to wait a long time to be second in command in all of Egypt. He had to wait a long time in order for that dream to come true, right? He had to be, he had to wait a long time in order to get to the place that he wanted to be in, that God called him to be at, that he knew God's blessings was at. But that didn't stop him from serving God with where he was in the pit, in the darkest place ever, right? Because they didn't have light like we got. He was in the pit in darkness, right? In the dungeon. It doesn't get worse than that. So imagine being in jail. I don't know jail. Imagine being in jail now, but imagine being in jail then. Like, that's awful, guys. So, and it was for like, he was thrown in there at like 17 till he was like 32. Like, you know what I mean? That's a long time. Long time, guys. David, imagine being David, right? He's the youngest out of like eight siblings, 12 kids, too. The youngest. And he's a shepherd. All the rest of his siblings are in the army, right? Serving. The Lord, he's in the Lord's, they're in the Lord's army, right? Of uh, Israel. And you got David, he's the shepherd. So you know his siblings didn't respect him. And to have a shepherd, to be a shepherd, and you're not a warrior, come on, man, you're you're a girly type dude, man. You ain't you ain't nothing. Just go go to the flock, David, right? So imagine being David told by uh and then his father looked down upon him, right? Jesse. His father never said anything positive. So I can imagine being David in his younger years. Everybody say something negative to him. Nobody said anything positive. He had nobody uplifting him, right? Except for the Lord, right? And then you have one of God's children, one of the prophet that was really known in that time period, Samuel. Go to him, go to his family, and say in front of all of them, all the people that disrespected him, all the people that looked down upon him. Jesse, more importantly, his father and his siblings, right? His brothers. He told Samuel the prophet, told all of them, David's gonna be king. God has anointed David. God is a fruit of David. David's the king. Imagine how that feels for David, but for them too. That's humbling, right? <laughs> the God's man came to tell them that God is called him. Their, their brother and his son, Jesse's son. So anyways, guys, like, you know how long David had to wait for that, man? He had to wait for about, you know, same the same duration as Joseph, like for age 17 to like 30-something. And he had, in all that time, he was at war, fighting, like, running and he was running away from Saul who was trying to kill him right like he did not have an easy life he had a hard journey so if you think your journey is hard right now you're not alone right so I would say Jesus he's another example like come on guys like the king of king lord of lord came down from his throne to come to earth to get disrespected to get spit upon to get told by his own creation that he created that you ain't create me. I ain't accepting anything from you. And then be crucified by them. But look at them now. King, King, Lord of Lords. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Right? Jesus knew the end goal <laughs> when he was on earth. Like, I'm called to die so everybody else can live. Mm-mm-mm. How do you think Jesus felt? So that's why you're not alone. And we have a great uh, high priest who can empathize and sympathize through everything that we're going through in this life. So when you pray to God, God knows exactly how you feel because he felt it too. So again, we're talking about Nehemiah, the king's cupbearer, man, in Persia. 
he's not with God's people in Jerusalem. And I already know the end of the story kind of in the book of Nehemiah. He eventually gets to be in Jerusalem with God's people as a governor. And I think he lived there. For the rest of his life, but I'm not sure. I gotta. I can't wait to finish the book of uh, Nehemiah to figure that out. But either way it goes, man, God has a plan and a purpose for you, right? And it is for Him. It's it's for you to glorify Him. Glor. It's for God. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say it again. God has a plan and a purpose for you, and it is for Him to glorify Himself through what you're going through right now. And God is using what you are going through right now, you know, for His glory and for your good. And it's serving a purpose, and it will end, and it will work out in the end, even though it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. And that's why you got to have faith, right? That's a life of faith. Nehemiah had faith. He was in Shushan the palace, in, Shush, in Shushan the palace, and he was the king's cupbearer in Persia. So he's in Persia. He's not in Jerusalem. He's 800 to 1,000 miles away from Jerusalem, away from God's people. And it worked out in the end for him. And it's going to work out for you as well. And guys, I've been listening to the song. I, I should totally do a separate video on this for Song of the Day, because on my playlist, I have a, a playlist called Song of the Day. So check that out. Well, yeah, I think it's called Songs of the Day, something like that. It's on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So check that out. But anyways, I've been listening to the song. I just heard it for the first time yesterday. And I've been, I've probably listened to it like 65 times now, like just basically every second of every day, you know, for the past two days now. And the song is called We're Gonna Make It. It's by Reverend Timothy Wright. And the lyrics goes, you know, I know somehow, I know some way we're gonna make it. You know, no matter what the test, whatever comes our way, we're gonna make it. And here's the kicker. This is the part that they keep on saying. They keep on saying that part too. But this is the part that they really keep on reiterating. They say, with Jesus on our side, things will work out fine. <laughs> And then they say, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Right. And that's the life of a believer. When Jesus is, when Jesus is on our side, everything will be fine. Like that, those lyrics said, everything will work out for you. If you just have faith, you just obey and you just keep on believing and keep on fighting through what you're going through with per perseverance, not giving up, standing firm on the message, on the calling, on wherever God has placed you to get to where God wants you to be. All you got to do is just hold firm on your faith. Hold tight. You got to fight. Fight the good battle of faith. And that's what Nehemiah did, man. And that's what you need to do. That's what Joseph, David, and everybody else in the Bible did. But that's what we need to do as believers. We need to have faith that everything's going to work out. We need to fight man, and, and really obey the Lord, even when we don't want to, even when we don't feel like it, even when we're in the season of life that we don't really want to be in, we got to keep on being faithful with what God has placed in front of us, what God has, uh, the skills and abilities God has given us, we need to utilize them so that we can get to where God wants us to be, man. This is the Bible. This is the call of every believer, man. There's a reason for the season that you find yourself in. That's the video for today, man. We were in Nehemiah chapter one, verse one, uh, we focus on verse one and verse 11, but man, like some way, somehow we're going to make it. You may not know how you're going to make it, but God does, right? It's going to work out in the end. All you got to do is keep on doing your part and obey and God will take care of the rest. All you got to do is your part and do the work. You can't get away from the work, right? It's going to take a work to get to where God wants you to go. So don't think that there's a shortcut to get there, right? There's no shortcut. 
I told you how long it took Joseph to for Joseph's dream to come to fruition that God gave him. How long did it take David? I told you how long it took David for his dream. For well, it wasn't a dream, but for Samuel's uh, a prophecy and message to come to fruition in his life to be the king of Israel. Right. So, guys, this is the message. This is the word from God today. Right. Be faithful with where God has called you to be in. And there's a reason for the season that you're in in this in, in this life right now. So I, I pray everybody was blessed by it, man. Uh, it didn't come out. It came out a little bit like I wanted to. It's just I had to do all the uh, social media uh promoting and stuff like that that's what that's what takes away from the message a lot like just doing all that social media promoting and stuff like that but anyways i ain't done promoting it like you know you guys gotta know so if you enjoyed the video man you know where to find me my youtube channel my and my podcast is upload past crossroads i'm on every podcast platform you could think about right so check me out on those man i was live on my facebook page and my linkedin page sean christopher jenkins befriend me i post a lot on my social media pages, man. You gotta go to it, man. They're awesome. They're epic. I promise they're the best social media pages ever. I put a lot of work into it. Way too much work. I need a social media team. I don't got one. I gotta do all the work myself. So that's why I don't talk as much as I want to do because I'm always putting in work to my social media pages. You guys know what I'm saying? So I'm not where I want to be, but that is not that does not mean I'm not where I need to be. So I'm doing God what God called me to do right now with where with what God has given me doing all this social media stuff. Cause Hey, I, I did go to school in computer science. So I know a little bit about computers. I'm a scientist when it comes to computers, I can figure it out. I got you. But anyways, uh, I'm also streaming live on my Twitter page and my Instagram page. Uh, trouble don't last. That's also my Snapchat and my TikTok. trouble don't last. And then also my other Instagram page. That's what I'm streaming, li streaming live from as well. My underscore daily underscore Bible. So if you watched all the way through, you you are you rock, man. Thank you so much. My other uh, other social media page is trouble don't last number one. That's my Tumblr. But anyways, let me tell you guys about this, man. You guys got to know. Um, I on my YouTube channel, I do a lot of playlists, right? So here goes my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So you can find all my sermons, all my Bible studies, all my messages I've done on the book of Nehemiah on this playlist on my YouTube YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So make sure to check out that playlist, Nehemiah. And then also, if you wanna see all my sermons and Bible studies and my future animations on that on the book of Nehemiah and on Nehemiah, just his life and stuff like that. So that's also my other goal I wanna do in life is animation with the Bible. And before I preach, I'm gonna be able to play animated short or what I wanna talk about. But again, that's gonna take time. You know, I'm not in that season of life yet. But I pray I can get there, man. So I got to have faith and work in order to get to that place. And frankly, I get there. But I have another playlist, uh, Nehemiah chapter one. So that was the text today that we covered. And so all the Bible studies, sermons, and Sunday school lessons I've done in Nehemiah chapter one, check that out on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. And then also I have this video, man. It ties in with this like crazy, right? And it talks about how in the book of Exodus, uh, God said, I will give you everything, I'll give all the Israelites, all the land little by little, right? Little by little, I'll give you all the land. And that's what God does in our lives. So check out that video on my YouTube channel, a video I, I did called, it's titled God's Timing, Little by Little. And it, the text was Exodus 23, 22, 33. But let me talk about it for a second, just like one minute. Um, When it comes to that text, man, it was epic, man. It touched me so much. Like, did you guys know that God doesn't give us everything that we need, everything we need in life all at once? So imagine if God just gave us all the rain that we need in a day and just flushed it upon us instead of giving us every one little raindrop at a time. He just gave us all the rain all at once that we need for that day or two days, just however long it's going to rain. 
you know the earth will flood. You don't you don't want that, right? So God told the Israelites, instead of giving you the promised land all at once, I'm going to give you all the land little by little through little battles that you got to fight through, you know, stuff happening to the pagan nations that lived in those sections of the promised land. Like stuff will happen. I'll take care of it. I'll fight those battles for you. But you got to wait. You got to be patient. You got to wait on the Lord. Right. And so little by little, they got the promised land. And that's what God does with us. Like little by little, we uh, we achieve the big goals that we really want to do, right? So for me, uh, I'm trying to preach, right? But my journey's different than everybody else. Like I didn't go to seminary in undergrad, you know, so I'm not a full-time pastor. I wish I would have did that, but that wasn't my path. Like God wanted me to do computer science so I could be more technical than every other pastor, probably ever. So I can really hone in on technology more than all of them. So like, I can reap the benefits of what it's like being a computer scientist, pastor, and teaching the Bible and sharing it online and eventually through the metaverse. So I'm coming for the metaverse, guys. So and I'm not going to spoil that. I don't want to. Sometimes you don't need to tell every every everything to everybody because they'll use what you said and steal it and stuff like that. But, yeah, you got a lot of snakes and stuff like that in the world. But anyways, check out that video, man. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I'm talking forever. And then also this video. Uh, I mean, this playlist on my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads, my YouTube channel. I have a, a playlist called, you know, just be faithful with little, you know, faithful. What else is it called? Be faithful, faithful with much. So this playlist right here on my YouTube channel, you type in anything like that. You can see um, all the sermons and Bible studies and messages, Sunday school lessons, animations in the future that I've done on this topic as well. So. All right, guys. Yeah, that's the video, man. I pray that you guys were uh, blessed by it, man. If you were, send me a DM, man, and um, let me know how you felt and if you were blessed by it and stuff like that. If you want me to do a video on something, you got a question in the Bible, stuff like that, DM me as well. So it's easier to DM me on my uh, Facebook page or my Instagram pages, by the way. So again, I'll share my social media platforms again. But it's easier to message me on those, like my Facebook, my uh, Instagram, because I can see it, because I don't get that many DMs like that compared to Twitter, because I send DMs every day on Twitter. So, And I got five Twitter pages, about to be six. So, um, yeah, I get a lot of DMs. So <laughs> I'm not going to see any on there. So don't DM me on that. But anyway, so yeah, guys. All right. So I pray you guys were blessed with this message again. And by the way, man, uh, just a little repeat, man. You know, don't waste the season of your life that you're in right now. Right. Don't miss out on what God is doing right now in this situation, because if you miss out on it, you're going to miss out on being what God wants you to be later. And you're going to miss out on really um, you're going to squander what God has in place for you later. If you're not faithful, with where if you're not obedient and faithful and doing what God wants you to do right now. Right. You guys get it. So, yeah, man, that's the video. man. I pray you guys will bust with it, man. Again, check out those Nehemiah videos. Man. I've done a lot of videos on Nehemiah chapter one, man in the book of Nehemiah in general. So yeah, much more coming for you guys, man. Upload past crossroads. I pray that you guys enjoy it. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. My name is Sean Christopher Jenkins. I said that with my social media pages, AKA Dr. J. So God bless you. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. Kick major butt and happy holidays. I'm pretty sure I'll talk to you way before Christmas. So I don't think you have any worries with that. Lord willing, I could do a lot more videos and stuff like that. But all right, man, you guys have a good one. All right.